Blog Talk Radio. Carol the Coach. Sex, love, and relationships. We talk about it here. Carol the Coach. Compassion with contemporary relevance. I am a psychotherapist. I can be your personal life coach and I can help you with your issues. There are no problems too small or too big. You can talk about anything. Speaker, columnist, radio TV host, and commentator. Carol the Coach brings messages of wellness and empowerment within reach of everyday people every day. Almost five years ago, I lost my soulmate in an accident. He was killed in a plane crash. Life just for me has seemed to stop. There are groups all over the city. I mean, I teach one. It is a specific way to start thinking so that you shift how you see the world, which then shifts your energy, and then you feel better and you actually see things differently. Carol the Coach, always available to at carolthecoach.com. Now, I've got Russell on the line. I'm 47 years old. I'm a truck driver. I'm married. I have a wife in San Francisco. Okay. I haven't been home in six months. My thing is, I, I don't know if I have a sex addiction or what the problem is. Why do I want what I can't have? And as soon as I can have it, I don't want it anymore. You're right on target when you say, I don't know if I have a sexual addiction. Well, guess what? Yes, you do. And you know what? That's my specialty, Russell. So you're at the right place. Continue. I meet women online and, and I'm in a different part of the country. I, I travel all 48 states, so I love sex. I hear self-esteem issues. You never felt good enough and you didn't feel like you were getting what you should have then. And you're re- enacting that now. Do you want to change that about yourself? Oh, yeah. Do you want to change that about yourself? You know, one of the things I know is if you are a sex addict and you have the desire and the heart to, to make things different, you have to be honest. And if it's all about manipulating people, and keeping them from understanding your addiction, it ain't going to happen. Hi, I'm Cheryl Jurgensen Sheets. This is Sex Help with Carol the Coach. And I am so excited today because we're going to be talking to trailblazer and thought leader in the field of gaslighting and other forms of communication. And, you know, she's not playing. Not only has she set up free webinars so that you'll understand about gaslighting, Darbo, other abusive forms of, of communication and manipulation. She also has some really exciting projects. So Sarah Morellis, I am so happy and excited to be welcoming you to the show. You've got to tell us what you're doing right now in the field of teaching partners how to protect themselves. Thanks uh, for having me, Carol. It's always a, an a pleasure to be here with you. Thank you. So what are you doing? You've got so many things in the hopper, as I would say. Um, you know, gaslighting has always been your passion. You wanted mm-hmm. partners to understand what this form of abuse was, and you just keep expanding it out. It gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. tell our listening audience what you're doing right now to – Show the world this abusive phenomenon. Yeah, I think, um, thank you for asking that question. You know, you're right. I have been working in this area for 10 years now, and I just, it's just growing, right? Um, and I think part of that is 
I continue to see how this work specifically makes a huge difference in people's lives, right? Like when we're in a relationship that has been doing chronic gaslighting behaviors to us, to me, one of the most detrimental side effects in us is our loss of connection and trust with ourselves, right? So um, no matter what happens in the relationship, if that part can be addressed and impacted and a person can learn how to reconnect with themselves and their guts and the truth of who they are and how they feel and self-validate, like all of the things that are kind of the domino so when you start to really recognize and understand gaslighting, like the more that I've seen that, the more I've wanted to expand what I've been doing. Um, so that's the kind of motivation behind it, right? So what have I been doing? Um, you know, the thing that has really changed for me this year in 2023 has been how do I make what I've been doing more accessible mm-hmm. um, to more people, especially since gaslighting work often taps into stuff that can be or bring up traumatic memories, traumatic experiences. I wanted to make sure that the work that people were doing with gaslighting was really well supported. So I have set out on an endeavor this year to, um, to create a certification program for other health and professionals right, coaches and clinicians alike to learn my materials so that they can then use them with their clients. So people don't have to funnel through me. I don't have to be a bottleneck, right, for people to, to get help. Um, all they have to do is ask help and professional to, you know, help them through my stuff. And then they're supported with their people that already knows them and already knows their story and then they get my tools and my psychoeducation and all of that along with their professional. And I'm really excited about that because I think it's just going to get this gaslighting material into the hands of so, so, so many more people. Um, and that's what I've been trying to do for years is get my information into more hands of more people and help more people. So I'm really excited about that. Well, you know, it's no doubt that, most of our listening audience knows that, you know, I headed up AppSats podcast and you and I mm-hmm. have both been trained with AppSats and you really yep. are the trailblazer for AppSats in terms of helping women to determine that they can trust themselves, that they know that this is unacceptable, abusive behavior to keep them off the track, to make them doubt themselves. Would you share with our listening audience, what is your formal definition? Because I feel like you could write the definition. What's your formal yeah. definition of gaslighting? Thanks. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I just want to point out as I share my definition that um, it really came from years of work um, and working with a lot of different people with a lot of different types of gaslighting. <laughs> and looking at both the fine details and the big pictures, and then how do I make this be something that's easy to remember? That was the biggest thing for me. Um, And one of the biggest things I wanted to do, as I point out this, my definition, was step away from from inferring a motive Mm -hmm. or a certain amount of awareness on the part of the gaslighter and just look at the experience. 
what does it take for fighting to happen? Not so much about the players. Um, and so my definition is when one person or a group of people, because it can be done as a group, <laughs> so when one person or a group of people through covert behaviors convinces another person that what they think, believe, perceive, sorry, stumble there, or feel is inaccurate or invalid. Inaccurate so or invalid. Correct. Uh-huh. Yes. So you didn't see that, right? That's not accurate, or you don't get to feel that, right? Like you should feel something different. That's kind of how I'm trying to separate those two things out because I think a, a part that so, so many of the definitions out there miss is that feeling part, right? It's all about your perceptions, which is typically up here, right? It's in our head. And um, one, of the, one of the ways to get out of gaslighting is to connect with our feelings, right? So many of us have ended up, not ended up, have lost a lot of our connection for ourselves because we've trusted our head over our gut and our feelings, mm-hmm. right? Instead of checking in with them both. I wanted my definition to address both those parts of us. Um, when we're convinced to think or feel something different than we would if we were free to be us because of somebody else's covert behaviors. Yeah, that makes sense. And I know that most people know the difference between overt and covert, but would you please share that difference too? Absolutely. So covert in its simplest terms just means hidden. Um, and honestly, for me, um, it can be hidden to themselves. Uh, an example that I use in my, my video course, um, you know, if you grow up in a home where you're not allowed to be angry, more likely than not, you are going to disconnect from that anger. You're not allowed to feel it. So I'm just going to shove it, put it in a nice little box over here, <laughs> right? Like, I'm not going to connect with it. I might still exhibit feelings, but I don't know that, I don't even know that I'm angry. So. If somebody says to me when I'm an adult now that's disconnected from my feeling of anger, why are you angry? And I'm like, I'm not angry. You're being sensitive. That's what's going on here. This isn't about me being angry. I don't actually think I'm angry. I'm not aware of what I'm even doing because I've coped since childhood to not connect to my anger because I wasn't allowed to do it. I was bad. It was a shameful emotion to connect to, right? So fast forward, I'm gaslighting this person. I'm trying to convince them that I'm not angry, that they're the problem because they're too sensitive and they just are uncomfortable with anger or whatever, right? So it's really important to me to under for people to understand that covert can also be hidden to the person. Mm-hmm. Now, do some people gaslight on purpose? Absolutely. We've got those types of people. And some of us, I know, I'm sure you've had clients who are married to those type of people, mm-hmm. right? I have mm-hmm. um, as well, but that's not everybody, right? Um, so covert means hidden, right? Hidden to the victim, if you will. Sometimes also hidden um, to the person who's doing it. To oneself, right? so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, understandably, I want to talk about everything you've got going on, but one other issue that comes up in the office for me is I will either meet uh, addicts who have had so much muscle memory of hiding Mm -hmm. their addiction by manipulating and darboing and gaslighting that 
it sometimes pops back up and it's almost unintentional because it's not out of deceit anymore. It's out of not being in touch with one's own behavior. And, and, and yet there are other times when I'll have a couple in my office and they'll be arguing like normal mm-hmm. couples do. Mm-hmm. And she starts screaming, don't gaslight me. But really, mm-hmm. she's not gaslighting. They're disagreeing on something. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and so, you know, oftentimes for a listening audience, it may feel like it's gaslighting when somebody is has a different opinion. Correct. Because somehow it triggers in you that you must be wrong. When in reality, you're not wrong. You both have different opinions about something. So yes. it's important to kind of think about, is there an intentional manipulation, and or is there secrecy and deception? Um, And, you know, Sarah, you're right. You've looked at gaslighting from so many different perspectives, and certainly we hear it politically all the time now. He's gaslighting her. She's gaslighting him. They're gaslighting. You you mentioned it. Even groups can do this kind of thing. Um, Yep. So you are developing courses for clinicians and coaches to learn about gaslighting and uh, and almost get a master's or a PhD in it, right? I mean, kind of. What I'm what I'm doing is creating a certification um, that will generate <laughs> the level of information within the helping professional that I have, right? So they'll go through all of my the information that I have up here <laughs> that I'm making aware to, you know, the public. Um, and then in addition to that, um, as I take them through the certification, I'm going to give them lots of tips and tools and extra things that maybe that, you know, somebody who's just going to go through my course won't get. So, um, yeah, I'm and not sure if I answered that correctly, but. Well, you got different yeah. levels. Correct? Yes. Yes. I do. I do. I do have different levels, and um, the different levels really um, go with how much, um, like, supervision and support they want from me as they're learning how to use my stuff, right? Like, you can, you, the first time you're introduced to something, you might have more questions, right? And so who, who better to go to <laughs> than the person who created the stuff that you're now trying to master yourself, right? right? The curriculum, um, if you will. It is curriculum. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And and so here's what I'm always saying because you know I'm an advocate of my own certification program, IRCAM, and I yeah. I yep. tell people if you want to do early recovery couples work this way, please let your therapist or your coach know so that they can get the book, they can look up yep. at the website, they can look at the videos to determine yep. if they could help you and learn themselves how to be more helpful to other clients. And so our clients become our evangelists. They, yeah, they yeah, get people for on sure. board. And for mm-hmm. our listening audience, which tends to be more partners than addicts, but addicts mm-hmm. too, this originally mm-hmm. started for addicts, and okay. then coaches and clinicians, would you, would you encourage our listening audience that aren't professionals to ask their therapist or coach to check sarahmorellis.com out. 
Yes. In fact, hopefully by the time this airs, I will have a page up specifically for helping professionals, if for nothing else, to get on the waiting list mm-hmm. um, to begin getting training, right? Um, and to begin getting their certification. And I absolutely advocate um, for you, if you are a partner or an addict, to tell your helping professional, you need to go get this. Because here's the thing, my stuff um, is best assimilated slowly and with support. Now, could, could anyone that's listening go to my website and access my course? They could, but a recent testimonial that I got um, from a colleague to me kind of explains this. Well, let me back up for a second. Trauma brain, a lot of us already know this, but for those of us who don't, um, trauma brain can be very easily overwhelmed, which is one reason why I'm doing a video course instead of a workbook. It's so much easier for a trauma brain to listen to stuff, especially if we can take it on a walk with us right, and listen instead of, you know, having to sit and read a book and read the same pages 10 times. I remember when I was there. Right. Um, so trauma brain needs support, right? This is not something that you're going to go and you're going to listen to and you can binge it and then you've assimilated it all. Um, I've had very many, many, many people tell me that it's on par with a collegiate level course. So it's very, very heady, right? So for me, my ideal, in fact, I used to not make it available outside of working with me. Right, so this is a step in making it more accessible. However, my preference is that people go through it with support, mm-hmm. if not with me, with their helping professional. And so, so I had somebody testing some stuff out for me, another professional who works with partners, um, and she told me uh, shortly after I gave her some of the stuff that I'm going to be giving helping professionals, and she told me that she had a client come in and she was talking with this client about some problems that she was having her relationship. He's like, you know, have you heard of Sarah Morales and her gaslighting stuff? And and the woman was like, yeah, in fact, I, I like, I got her stuff, but I just haven't been able to like stay with it. It's hard for me. I'm feeling a little overwhelmed. Like, oh, and it's not because I didn't do it thoughtfully. It's a trauma brain where it was created <laughs> to go through with support. And I'll tell you what, when this coach was able to say to her client, do you know I have the manual now and I have this and this and I can walk you through her program, she said she started to cry. Her, her, her client started to cry and said, thank you. I was starting to feel so hopeless and now I have hope because I know that this information is important, mm-hmm. but I was needing help. Right, and like you said, with the trauma brain, even though you've made it as understandable as possible, people are in trauma at all different levels. And they can even have a gigantic trigger that throws them back into that spiral as opposed to the trauma in and of itself. So, uh, again, I hear you saying it would be a beautiful thing if, Coaches and clinicians could walk their clients through your material together so that they get the utmost of support. And we all know repetition is queen. And so when you're going yep. through a course four or five times with four or five different clients or a group, yep. um, you almost feel like you're an expert yourself because you get the material, you can predict it, yep. and you believe yep. in it. Yep. Hundred percent, and um, you know, it just like I get like 
I can hardly contain like my excitement when I start to like as you were talking about that, like I was envisioning different helping professionals that I know express interest in this before and seeing them being with people and then just even picturing people that uh, my own clients have gone through it in the past. And, you know, I remember one of my clients so vividly is saying that as she was out, out going out to dinner, like she was out to dinner and it's seeing a beautiful sunset. Like she had to message me and she's like, Sarah, I am coming so much more back into myself because of this work that I'm doing with you that I feel like tasting food more than I have in years. Like I'm actually tasting it better. Like colors are more vivid. I'm more in my body. Right? It's, a, it's not just like, oh, I learned some information. Like the work and the impact material that I have created time and time again, I hear people saying things like that or things, um, you know, people saying, you know, I have friends and family coming up saying, I don't know what you're doing, but I want, I want the change that's happening in you. The change that I see that's happening, I, I want that, mm-hmm. right? So I'm just, I, I get so excited, <laughs> right? Like I just, I feel like a little kid, like, on, you know, it's like the beginning of December, right? And I'm getting ready for Christmas, Christmas or Hanukkah or whatever we celebrate, right? Like ready, like I know I'm, it's coming, like all the celebrations are coming, like all the excitement, like I feel so excited. Well, you know, it's, about, it's interesting. Oh, uh, I want you all to check out her website. It's Sarah with an H, Morales, M-O-R-A-L-E-S, coaching.com. And the truth Mm -hmm. is I've never seen somebody's website make you feel so safe so instantaneously. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's obvious. The very first thing you say Mm -hmm. is, I've got you. You're safe here. And for anybody who's been through trauma and abuse, that's what they want to know. And then you talk about creating a place, a sacred space for them yep. with your tools yep. and your resources. And I want our professionals to know that you have that same belief for them. We know that professionals, more often than not, are recovering addicts or recovering partners. And yep. they're in post-traumatic growth and they're wanting to give back. And yet they've got to protect themselves too. because. 100%. No matter how healthy you are, when you've been through trauma, you've always got that detector on that says, am I safe, right? Yep, yep. So you said that you hope to have a page up. Now, the truth is I look today because you are live today. Oh, am I? Okay. Yes, you are. So let our listening audience know when you think you may have that page up, and this way we keep her accountable, listening audience. We want that page up. Yes. I will have a page up for helping professionals with at least a get on the wait list yeah. or get on the email list by the end of the day. Oh, wow. <laughs> the end of the day. That's incredible. I was going to say I could even remind people to get back on your website next week for our next podcast. Now, you have free assessments. You have free mm-hmm. webinars. But mm-hmm. this stuff, this, the the – Professional courses that continue to be layered with more support and supervision and things mm-hmm. like that, they you do have to pay for this. Correct. We are not allowed to talk price on a podcast. It's against okay. federal rules. Yep. But I'm telling you, this is so uber, super um, affordable. 
And, you know, you, you've done that on purpose because you want people to get this information. Yeah. Um, we are pioneers in this field, and trauma, partner trauma, is just not that well known yet. I mean, people don't look at partners through the eyes of trauma. And, yeah. And you are helping them to believe in themselves when they feel it, when they smell it, and when they see it. Um, talk about, you know, your free awareness assessment that you've got on your website. So it's just a download. That the um, I have two downloadables on my homepage. Okay. So the first one is just an assessment. So it's, it's not super explanatory. It's really just rate yourself on a scale of one to five how much do you resonate with this phrase? And I think I have like 20 of them. Um, and so it's just, there, there's kind of typical things that people feel or tend to say when they're experiencing gaslighting. And I like to use that phrase because the more it, 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 it's a progression, the more you experience gaslighting, the more you see the effects um, go up the scale in your own life, right? Um, and again, this is something I teach in my video course that is for partners, not necessarily for the professionals, but for the partners. Um, so it just takes you through that and you just sit with it and you think, how much do I feel like this? Do I feel like this every, all day, every day? <laughs> right? Or do I almost never feel like this, right? And you just kind of rate your, yourself and then it kind of gives you an, an answer, if you will, at the end, um, which to me is a little bit subjective. Um, but also some, some definitive stuff in there. So that's just kind of something to begin to help you um, open the door. It's a very scary door to open, especially because there's so much stigma around fighting and gas fighters. So it's, it's a scary door to open to think about, am I being gaslit? Um, so it's something to just kind of begin to bring some awareness to how much am I actually experiencing? How many effects of gaslighting can I see in my life? And then the second one that's on my homepage, again, a downloadable, it's just five quick tips. If you can recognize or you think that you're in the middle of something, like in the moment, like let's say you're in a conversation with your person, um, whoever your gaslighter is, and you think they're gaslighting you, what do you do in that moment, right? And so there's a five, kind of five-step thing um, that I, I give to people so that they can have practical tools right in that moment. And so that's a free downloadable. You know, there's nothing more reaffirming than when you are able to detach yourself from being gaslit and you take your power back and you share with your group or you share with your professional or you share with your mm -hmm. pastor how you took care of yourself. Because ultimately, we are all 100% accountable for ourselves. Yeah. And that's what I love. Your stuff empowers women. It just does. It, it empowers men, too. I'm sure you've worked with a gay population, men that have been in a gaslighting situation. Like mm -hmm. you said, this is, this is specific to our niche, but it truly does impact anybody who's ever experienced being taught, tried to be talked out of something and to make Yeah. I mean, to, to your point, I would say the large majority of people that, that I work with come to me because their intimate partner has been gaslighting them. Mm -hmm. However, almost all of them, no, but almost all of them, once they start doing this work, their, um, their picture of where and how they've been gaslit really broadens. Expands. And they, right, and they start to see, oh, 
wow, like I was like this happened to me, like, oh wow, I was gaslit by my freshman basketball coach. <laughs> like those those like about myself that I've carried that came from him. Like it's not really me. I don't really believe those things about myself. Mm-hmm. Um sometimes not not faith, but religious establishments, right? Sometimes there have been things that we've been gaslit about. And there, I think a lot of our partners who end up divorcing have to do that one. They have to unpack that one. Like, how was I gaslit about believing that divorce was horrible and that, you know, like it's not okay. Um, So for most people, but I've also intentionally not only catered to that relationship or that type of gaslighting relationship because it's just so much bigger than that. And the more we can see it, it's not about saying, oh, you're a gaslighter and you're a gaslighter and you're a gaslighter. That, that's not what I, the empowerment piece that you talk about. What it is, is going from looking at things from an external vision to an internal vision, Amen. right? Instead of saying, they're a gaslighter and they're a gaslighter and they're a gaslighter and they're a gaslighter. It's like, oh, I was gaslit here and I was gaslit here. And if I can see that, then I can cut that off and I can get back to my authentic self. Oh, Sarah, you're fire. I love what you're saying, and I want to thank you so much for having such dedication to this topic. We all need to hear it repeatedly. Come back on the show and see us again, okay? Okay. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. That's Sarah Morales, coaching.com. We'll talk to you later. All right. Sorry, I didn't know. Um, I'm so used to like a certain amount of time. I, I, I didn't mean to keep going on. Sorry about that. Problem at all. As a matter of fact, I think we just ended it.